Hello! Welcome to Tay 2Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about King of My Heart from Reputation. King of my heart, body and soul. And today, we are discussing our first L song, Last Kiss from Speak Now. Ooh. Woohoo! Last Kiss is the 13th track on Speak Now. Speak Now was released on October 25th, 2010, and this song was solely written by Taylor. Mm-hmm. Last Kiss has been played live 93 times by Taylor. She played it every night on her Speak Now World Tour in 2011 and 2012, and then she played it once acoustically on her Red Tour in 2013. And she never did it as a special song on Reputation. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think it was a little too long for a surprise song. Too long, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it would have worked acoustically like that. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So Devin, what do you think about Last Kiss. So I'm going to start off by saying I know that this song is incredibly special to a large portion of the Swifty community. Mm -hmm. I do not have nostalgia for this song. I was not a Swifty when Speak Now came out. So I don't have any preconceived notions about this song. I am only talking about my experience listening to it in the context of the rest of her discography Mm -hmm. as it pertains to me right now. Yeah. I will start by saying that I love Taylor's voice on this track. Mm -hmm. She sounds so good. However, I will say she kind of weirdly puts this affect on her voice. She kind of goes a little into Yeehaw Taylor during the chorus. Yeah. And she just slips into it. You know, in the verses, it's very, like, there's no accent. And then all of a sudden, she she slips into, like, this strange yeehaw Taylor. Yeah, like the way she said, last. <laughs> yeah, last, <laughs> A little bit, like, just, just It's the smallest. You know, her voice is just so full of raw emotion. It sounds kind of like this had just happened to her, and she's writing all this down in her diary. Totally. You know, like, it's very poetic. And even the register that she's using for this song is like basically spoken language and Mm -hmm. so it does feel very much like an intimate journal entry that she she's writing about something that probably happened like last week or like a couple days ago or maybe even earlier that day or whatever i will say that this song lacks for me i think it's too long and it feels long Mm. i kind of liken it to all too well's 10 minute version sad girl version Mm, sad girl autumn sad girl autumn version yes feels long but the recorded 10 minute version does not feel long because of all of the differences and everything going on i think it feels long because it is long it's like six minutes long Mm -hmm. and the tempo is just deathly slow i get a little bored and i get anxious in anticipating what is going to happen next. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just waiting for her to keep singing. Yeah. I feel like even if they bumped up the tempo even just a little bit, it wouldn't change the effectiveness of the song at all. And it would, I think, be a far more pleasurable listening experience. The tour, when I watched the video, felt like it was faster. Mm. 
and, and I don't I, think it was. I don't think it was, but it may just be because I was also watching her, and it yeah. felt like I, you know, I had something to watch as well as listen to yeah. that it felt faster. That video is also six minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's so. like very like intimate because she's sitting on that little island playing yeah. acoustically, so it's like a different yeah. to see it. And she's wearing the Dear John dress. And... Yeah, and she's got the really cool koi pattern guitar. Yeah, I think that's the coolest guitar. Yeah, so. For those of you who listened to our Coney Island episode, you will remember that when I listen to a song, I very much like changes in melody and register mm-hmm. of a voice. As I said for Coney Island, like she just sits in the same register for the whole time and it gets a little boring for me. It's the same thing with this song too. Mm-hmm. She sits in this low register and she doesn't really pop up into her higher register. And, and so it that combined with the slowness kind of drags. I do have to say though that what makes this song this song is the lyric. Mm-hmm. I, as we all know, come from a musical background where like the music and the production of it is what gets me or like the rhythm or mm-hmm. something. We, I usually don't like a song for lyrics. Mm-hmm. And so I understand why this song is so important and so many people love this song because the lyrics are unbelievable in this song. I mean, just all that I know is I don't know how to be something you miss. Yeah. Come on. Like, you can plan for a change in the weather and time, but I never planned on you changing your mm-hmm. mind. Yeah. Come on. However, I call shenanigans on one lyric, mm-hmm. and that lyric is, I'm not much for dancing, but for you, I did. Mm-hmm. Shenanigans. She loves to dance. Absolutely. Like, 100%. I understand that it's not fully autobiographical. I, I feel like it is, though. Like, I feel like she's pulling from a lot here that you will probably go over in Gossip Gab, mm-hmm. but that is absolutely false. I totally feel the same about that line. Yeah. And, like, even, like, just think about the I'm Only Me When I'm With You music video where they have, like, all, like, home videos. She's dancing in so many of those. In everything. In everything. Fearless. She wants to dance in the rain. Yeah. Come on. I know. I was like, "Mm." I'm not much for dancing. Come on, Taylor. Shake it off video. Please. I know that that's later down the line, but. Yeah, much later. I mean. she still liked to dance. Love to dance. I mean, she hops around and bops around in all of her concerts. Mm -hmm. When, you know, her Fearless tour, she's dancing and running around and all this. Like, anyway, so that is the one lyric here (laughs) that I do not jive with. Let let us know what you think if if you agree with that. Gab, what do you think of this song? Last Kiss is definitely one of Taylor's saddest ballads. I think she's pretty emotionally raw and sad throughout the whole song without much variation. Like, there's no anger Mm -hmm. there's just sadness and melancholy and acceptance which i think is interesting and not the most common in her songs i agree with you that this song is a little too slow for me i know that like the simple nature of the production makes the lyrics stand out more yeah which i love the lyrics but i think that the production's just a little too simple and one note yeah I think that if it was, you know, a four-minute song, I wouldn't feel that way. But because it's a six-minute song, the only part where you get that real change is the bridge. Right. And that's honestly my favorite part of the song because it's, like, filled with emotion lyrically, but also in the change in production. Yeah. And I think that's really important as someone who doesn't always focus on the production when it's not matching how you feel the emotion of the song is, or it is, but you want something different. Right. 
And so that's like when the bridge goes, you really feel it. Yeah, for sure. Because it's so different from the rest of the song, which is typical with a bridge. But I think I would like the rest of the song not to be so slow. Yeah. The song is fantastic storytelling, pretty much from start to finish. All the little things she remembers about the relationship and kind of thinking it would never go away. Mm-hmm. And the image of, and I'll go sit on the floor wearing your clothes. Oh. just such like a clear and vivid heartbreak image. Uh-huh. And I know for a fact that friends of mine totally related to that lyric yeah. when it came out. And even thinking about the All Too Well uh, short film mm-hmm. where Sadie, she's wearing his oversized shirt sitting yep. on the floor sad. Just sad. And then I think one of the most heartbreaking lyrics is the verse where she is still wishing him well, but also hoping that he still thinks about her. Mm -hmm. And I hope the sun shines and it's a beautiful day and something reminds you you wish you had stayed. You can plan for a change in weather and time, but I never planned on you changing your mind. Uh Like that is super heartbreaking. Yeah. So yeah, I also understand, obviously, why this song is so beloved by many Swifties, and I'm sure many people could relate to it. I know a lot of friends of mine could. For some weird reason, I think because of when this song came out, at the time, like, I did not feel this song at the exact time it came out. Mm. I think my my relationship was, like, in the middle part. Mm, Okay. Obviously, we'll get to relate, and it's, like, such a relatable song. For sure. But I, I don't know. I think there's something about sadness that just speaks to me differently than, like, anger and betrayal. Yeah. Like, I feel like those grip me more. Um, and maybe it's not a great sign that I like to feel those emotions I, maybe I more think, in a breakup, but... I think we talked about this in another episode, but I think it's your Sicilian background. <laughs> My friends always laugh at that. They're like, how many times are you going to bring up that you're Sicilian? Yeah. <laughs> You know, I just, I just have to, I think it's that. I think it's such a silly thing. And like, obviously I've been super heartbroken before and really sad, but for some reason, sad songs are just, they speak to me in a different way. They yeah. don't hit me on the deep level. Yeah. I don't really know why, but like the lyrics in this are amazing. They are very much like out of her diary, just the tiny little things where you're like, okay, this relationship, like had an impact on her. Yeah. Very specific. Yeah. Shout out to Nathan Chapman on the fantastic backup vocals Mm -hmm. on the song, even though I'm not the biggest fan of his production. Mm -hmm. I love the backup vocals on the song. I think that having that male voice on the song almost makes it kind of like this like dialogue or almost as if like the other person knows how Taylor's feeling. Mm. Like you hear this male voice come in and you're like, oh, do they know that she's hurting? Or like, are they hurting? I think it creates a cool layer to the song that I hadn't noticed. If you had asked me about the background vocals before we started listening for this episode, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have thought twice about them. But Mm. I think it adds a cool layer to the song. Cool. Also, this is such a Devin notice. But in the last chorus before the bridge... Taylor has this really beautiful, like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'd never noticed before, and I think it just sounds really good. Yeah. And I'm, like, starting to pick up on those little <laughs> ad-libs and sounds she makes. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, definitely, I think, one of Taylor's saddest songs. For sure. Devin, mm. do you relate to Last Kiss? Yeah, this song is super relatable, but not for me. Because <laughs> I'm who she's singing about. <laughs> Dark. From high school. And we all know it. We all know that I was the heartbreaker. We've all heard my stories on this podcast. And I'm sure that there were many a girl who thought that I would never let them go. Oh, wow. And that how could it be our last kiss? They never thought. (laughs) You're you're the worst. (laughs) Our last kiss. You are the worst. So um, I I relate on the opposite side of (laughs) Oh my goodness. 
And and maybe, I don't know, maybe that's why I'm not drawn to this song either, because I feel like it's about me. Well, no, I feel like it's the combo of maybe not really relating to it. And you like complex production. Mm. And this is a very stripped away song. Mm. Not necessarily. It, I like a lot of songs that are simple, but they have to pull me in. Mm, I see. I see. Gab, do you relate to this song? Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> not laughing at me. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, I do. The lines in the bridge. So I'll watch your life in pictures like I used to watch you sleep and I feel you forget me like I used to feel you breathe. And I keep up with our old friends just to ask them how you are. Mm. That whole part of the bridge, that whole section is super relatable to me. Mm -hmm. My biggest breakup happened in the height of the Facebook era Mm. (laughs) where you'd literally just see like photos and updates of your ex constantly on social media and it was like really painful and especially the idea of feel you forget me when someone moves on or their social media makes it appear that they are so happy and having fun and I think that's like obviously like a big social media thing like it doesn't usually show how a person's actually feeling social media is a highlight reel but I think that like When you see someone or when I saw my ex moving on while I was still hurting, it was really hard. I remember that there was actually a time where like I muted or unfollowed a lot of our mutual friends for like a number of years. Because even if you unfollow that person and choose not to see their social media, you still see mutual friends social media. Mm. And like that aspect, the I'll watch your life in pictures aspect, Mm. it's so, it's like she like gets it where the way she's feeling there is kind of like she's she's sad and like feeling this person drift away Mm -hmm. whereas like I feel like my feeling was more like hurt like you're doing so great and I'm like on the couch like miserable yeah you know so I definitely relate to a lot of this song and these lyrics and this idea of not thinking someone was going to change their mind on you Mm. and I've definitely been this level of sad I just think that like I don't know. I think I relate more to being angry Hmm. at the same time. Like the like heartbreak grief for me is more like layered all at the same time instead of like sadness, then this, then Mm -hmm. this, I guess. Well, now we get to the segment of Gossip. The hidden message in Last Kiss is one of my favorites. It is forever and always. Wow. Did you know that? No. So obviously this hidden message is pretty clear that Taylor is referencing Joe Jonas, who forever and always was also written about. Mm -hmm. Pretty straightforward. It's in the Joe Jonas verse. Another indication that Taylor is addressing Joe Jonas in this song is that she sings about remembering how I ran off the plane that July 9th into his arms. Mm. Taylor flew to Dallas on July 9th, 2008 to attend a Jonas Brothers show. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Taylor explained the meaning of this tender post-breakup song on her website. <laughs> the song Last Kissed is sort of like a letter to somebody. You say all these desperate, hopeless feelings that you have after a breakup. Going through a breakup, you feel all these different things. You feel anger, you feel confusion and frustration, and then there is absolute sadness. The sadness of losing this person, losing all the memories and the hopes you had for your future. There are times when you have this moment of truth where you just admit to yourself that you miss all these things. When I was in one of those moments, I wrote this song. Wow. So I think that totally... Yeah. Shows that. I mean, it's pretty clear. She's like writing about all those little moments with that person. Yeah, for sure. And that's such a thing. The sadness of losing 
those moments and those memories and like the good parts of those things yeah. is super sad. Mm. We have an almost 2am watch with yes. the lyric lit through the darkness at 158. So specific. So specific. So close to 2am. So close. Taylor loves 2am. It's basically 2am. It's our third 2am. Mm. It's 2am. Feel like I just lost a <laughs> yes. friend. Cool. 2am in your room. That's I wish you would. Cool. Okay. Last Kiss is Taylor's third longest song mm-hmm. after All Too Well 10 Minute Version and Dear John. So it feels long because it is long. It is it's long. It's a long song. I'm very interested to see what the re-record will be like. Yeah. Because Nathan Chapman won't be the one on it. So it'll be interesting who she chooses to produce this song mm-hmm. with her. Is mm-hmm. it going to be Eric Dessner? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Devin, uh-huh. what's your favorite line in Last Kiss? I said it in the what I like about part. Mm-hmm. You can plan for a change in the weather and time, but I never planned on you changing your mind. Yeah, that's such a good one. I think, yeah, I think that that's just incredible. And you can always plan on a change in the weather because it changes. And like you, you can, know it might change. Yeah, and, and time changes every second. Yeah. It, and to think that there is this person for her that she never thought that this part would change. Yeah. Like, that's rough. It's really deep. And, and you know, like, super absolutes, like, of weather and time, like, those are just, like, such, like, big ideas and mm-hmm. big things. Yeah. And then comparing that to her relationship with, with him. Mm-hmm. Meant that it was it was so important and big for her. Yeah, yeah, it hit, it hits hard. Yeah, and I think that like first blind side too is like usually like what like such a surprise. Yeah, yeah, I relate to that, especially because like we've talked about on this podcast before, but like I've never fallen out of love with someone unless I was forced to. So it's kind of right. like you don't plan on someone changing their mind when you go all in with them. Yeah. You know, it also makes me think of Have you ever seen Five Hundred Days of Summer? Yeah. So I haven't watched it recently. So I could be remembering this wrong or it's like how I interpreted it as like a teenager. But I remember there's a part where he's like, promise me like you won't leave or like you'll stay with me. And she Mm -hmm. said like, I can't give you that. No one can. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I don't really think that's true because, you know, you can commit to someone. But I think it's an interesting idea of in a relationship. You can't promise that you're never going to have like your feelings change, you know? Yeah. But like you can commit to a person. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite line? So my favorite line is how you kissed me when I was in the middle of saying something. Ah. I love, I love that line. I do really like the way she sings it. Mm-hmm. It's one of those little things you can tell her like that she's remembering it and you almost hear the little like sad smile on her mm-hmm. voice as she says it. Well, in the, in the tour video, she is smiling during, yeah. during that line. Yeah. And that's yeah. like such a cute thing. Like you can vividly see that, yeah. you know, even though she follows it with a line I don't love, like. Like, there's not a day I don't miss those rude interruptions. Oh. <laughs> and it's like, maybe he's not the guy for you, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I think it's a, it's a cute, that idea of like, I'm so enamored with you. You're talking, but I want to kiss you. Yeah. It's so cute and youthful. So oh. I like that lyric a lot. Ooh, okay, Devin. Yeah. <laughs> You're going first. Okay. From 1 to 10, July 9th. Oh. What rating do you give Last Kiss? <sighs> so I think... I think I will give it a five. Okay. I'm going to give it five July 9ths. I'm split down the middle with this. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be like I Knew You Were Trouble mm. because I like half of it. I like, you know, the lyrics and how she sounds. 
but I don't like the production and how long it is. Yeah. So I think five is is a good compromise for me on this song. Okay. How about you? From one to ten July 9th, what do you give this song? Oh, man. I've been nervous for this one. For me, Last Kiss is a six. That, that, that's, six July 9th. That's better than me. I know. But, like, my ratings are always it's better not than like, yours. No, it's not like you gave it a two or anything. No, no. Like, when you compare it to, like, a lot of the albums that have come later. Yeah. It's just not one of my top songs. And then when it comes to, like, the Heartbreak Deep songs, it's just, I think it just did, hit me at the wrong time. And it, I didn't connect to it the way I connect to so many of the other slow ballads. Because mm-hmm. we all know I love a ballad. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think the production plays a big role in that, in this song. Hmm. So I reserve the right to hear Taylor's version and change my mind. It's true. As we always do. We always reserve that right. Yes. And our minds are constantly changing. Yes. Listen along with us. Check us out on Instagram at Z Podcast and give us all your thoughts. Is Last Kiss your stand song? Probably. Mm-hmm. Is this song super relatable to you? Please let us know. We want to hear it all. And remember, you can find exclusive bonus content on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast or the link in our bio or podcast description. Be sure to follow and subscribe wherever you're listening to us right now. Yes, and thank you as always to our patrons on Patreon. You are the absolute best. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Well, our next episode, we're going to be covering London Boy from Lava. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tata Z. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>